guys, we greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you happy this evening? Amen. Just before we raise the weight, let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this evening. And Lord, the believers have been singing here that you are holy, you are holy. And Lord, your majesty is incomparable this evening. Your power is incomparable this evening. Your grace is beyond enough for dear God. And Lord, we are the evidence this evening that we, you loved us even when we were unlovable. You accepted us when we are unacceptable. And I think this just makes our hearts to be full of joy. And Lord, we are going to read your word. We need you to come and help us to extract something of value from the scriptures that we are going to read tonight. Let it not be a man that will speak. Let it be God that will speak to the people. And Lord, that is why at this point in time, I request you to put me aside so that you can speak to your people in the manner that you see fit. They are needy people. They need you, dear God. Without you, we are nothing. Without you, we cannot go forward. And Lord, we have come to realize that we need your grace every second and every hour. And that is why we are here, dear God, just to plead our cases before you. And Lord, you know our needs, dear God. Grant our needs as we commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As we turn, God bless you. Amen. Good to see you, Sister Mpanyana. God bless you richly. And if we can turn to the book of Hebrews. How many had a great time on, on Sunday? Amen. We surely had a great time. Amen. I got a call from Pastor Maliko because he's on his way back to UK via Zimbabwe. He was telling me that he's tempted to come back around December. Uh, amen. Uh, because he had us announce the December convention. I said, it's a good temptation. Uh, I hope you... You submit to the temptation. Amen. Uh, what, I, what, I, what I liked uh, in his way of approaching things was his authenticity. Amen. The man is himself. Amen. He speaks his convictions unapologetically. And that's what we need in the end time. Authenticity. Hebrews 11 from verse 1 Hebrews 11 verse 1 it reads in this manner it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen hallelujah in the same verse, chapter, we can go to verse 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. James 2, verse 17 If you have found it, you can say amen. amen. If you have found it written in this manner, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yeah, and a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. I will show thee 
my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Amen. Just you can take your seat. Amen. Just this evening for a few minutes, I want us to speak on the applied faith. God bless you, Brother Dali. Good to see you. Amen. I want to speak about the applied faith. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says faith without works is dead. Do you agree with the scripture there? And I was looking at if if a student goes through varsity, studies whatever material that he is given, acquires the knowledge that he wants to acquire, but ultimately does not apply that knowledge, do we agree that that knowledge will say is useless? Hallelujah. Acquired knowledge without it being applied knowledge is useless. Are we together? And for applied knowledge will result in experience. Do we agree with that? So that I mean, after you have acquired the knowledge, you've got to apply the knowledge in order to get an experience. And the more you apply the knowledge, the more experience that you get. Hallelujah. And the more experience that you've got, the more it is much easier to handle certain situations or certain things in life. Are we together? So that means the acquisition of knowledge without the application of knowledge disadvantages the one that has acquired the knowledge. Are we together? Now, when it comes to faith, I believe this evening you have come to the house of the Lord to hear the word, and from that word you want to develop faith. Isn't it so? And that's why the Bible says, faith cometh, cometh by hearing the word of God. Are we together? Now, how do we know that you've got faith? Faith is not something... It's more if a person can say, I'm humble. You know that if somebody announces that they are humble, normally you know that there is no humility. You don't tell, need to tell us that you are humble. Humility will show. Are we together? I'm, I'm simply saying there are certain qualities in life you don't need to tell people that you have them. Your life will show that you've got them. Are we together? Now, when, when, when we speak about, Brother Brandon speaks about faith here, yeah? or maybe before I get there, you can never apply faith unless the attitude is right. Brother Brandon speaks about the right mental attitude towards the promise of God. The right mental attitude towards the promise of God makes that promise to materialize. Are we together? So that means what will trigger applied faith or faith to be applied is when you've got an attitude and when your mind has been cleared of fear. Hallelujah. And when your mind has been cleared of fear, then it drives you to the attainment of whatever promise that you were looking for. So that means between the acquisition of faith and the application of faith, there are two bridges that I want to speak about, attitude and fear. Hallelujah. Fear, I mean, we have heard, I think, Brother Crosby put it very nicely, how a lot of people are crippled by fear. They, I mean, if, 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 you, if, you, if fear was non-existent, 
I believe that there's quite a lot of things that you would have wanted to achieve, but every time you want to achieve, you are afraid. Hallelujah. You are afraid. What if I fail? What if I get blamed? What if I get criticized? Hallelujah. So it keeps on going that, and the more you do that, that fear cripples you. And until to a certain extent, certain people cannot even lead normal lives because of fear that is dominant in their lives. Are we together? That's why they've got to go for therapy some other people. But I believe the way it is the right spiritual therapy. Yes. Are we together? Yes. No, but, but you've got to have a certain state of mind in order for you to achieve whatever you want to achieve. Hallelujah. Because faith must have results. Do we agree? Faith can never be dormant. Faith is something that is a living organism. It must move. It must produce results. Are we together? But you can never have faith unless, or you can never apply your faith unless you do something that is greater than your abilities. Do we agree? I mean, if, if, if you are able to do something, sometimes you don't need faith because you can do it. But sometimes that's why God from time to time, he moves us out of our comfort zone and brings us into environments that are uncertain in order for us to develop faith. Are we together? So that sometimes when you are not uh, sick, the disease will strike you. And God believes that when the disease strikes you, it allows you to activate your faith. Are we together? So there are certain trials that we have. And those trials, the reason we have them is not because God hates us. It's simply because God wants us to activate and apply our faith. Are we together? Now, faith does not know time. That's the first thing that I want to say. Because why? It can go into the future and pull something that is in the future and apply it in the now. Hallelujah. Faith knows no distance. It can take something that is not within your reach and bring it within your reach. Are we together? It has the ability to make you possess the future in the current tense. Are we together? That's why we say it ob- obliterates the time. Are we together? Now, it's in order to have faith, you must believe in something big enough to justify your faith. Are we together? Because faith is not something that you just have willy-nilly. It has to be geared towards something that is not easily reachable by an ordinary man. And uh, how do you reach it? Faith cometh by hearing the word. And the word, the more you hear it, it activates a sense of faith. And when your faith is activated and when, when your faith is applied, a lot of people sometimes can say, you have lost your mind. Are we together? Because you, you begin to celebrate things that you don't have as if you have. It makes you be like Abraham. You start embracing a child that does not exist. Are we together? Let me read a, a quotation here. In the message, faith cometh by hearing. Brother Branham says, when you meditate on God's weight, are we together? To mutter to yourself, to think deeply and to ponder. Hallelujah. So, when you meditate upon the weight, it, it makes it, or if you meditate upon a quotation or upon a verse, it makes, it takes that verse, it brings it into you. Are we together? Because Mary, the brother Bram say, Mary pondered on what Isaiah had spoken. And when she pondered on what Isaiah had spoken, it made Gabriel to materialize. But first, she had to ponder on the promise that had been spoken. And when she connected with the inspiration that brought the anointing, that promise, then Gabriel materialized. So it is, it is befitting for us to meditate upon the word of God. Because the more you read and the more you meditate, it builds a faith in you. And when it builds faith, it takes that promise and makes it to be a reality. Are we together? 
Brother Brennan says, now faith don't look at anything. Faith comes around and say, I don't care anything about conditions. God said so and it's mine. That's what faith will do. It does not look at conditions. It absolutely looks at nothing. But it, it is bound to possess whatever promise that God has made. Faith is barely. It's mainly. Hallelujah. Faith, faith, as I once said, faith has hair on the chest. When it stands up and pulls its big muscles out, everything else vanishes away. Hallelujah. So faith has got muscles. And if you know, muscles don't come by coincidence. You've got to develop your muscles. You've got to go in. I mean, there are those that go into the gym. They lift those weights in order to develop the muscles. So exactly with faith, in order for you to have faith, you must apply your faith. If you don't apply your faith, your faith will never grow. And I, and I always say, if God lifted you up out of sin and brought you into the message, and took away the desire to sin, then you know that same God can heal your body. Then you know that same God can change your body. Are we together? Because faith is based on progressive revelation. The reason David knew that I could destroy the lion is because he had destroyed the bear. Are we together? The reason he knew that I could destroy Goliath is because he destroyed the lion and the bear. And on the basis of that, he knew that this Goliath is nothing. So my question is that in your life, there are certain victories that you have achieved. And those victories can be attributed to faith. And I want you to go back and connect with those victories and say, if God did it for me here, he will do it for me there. Are we together? And when you begin to approach life in that manner, it develops your faith. It makes your faith to have muscles. And always make sure that your faith is always intact because you will never know what the devil can throw your way. Hallelujah. And when the devil throws something at you and your faith is intact, your faith is able to stand up because faith doesn't look at the conditions. It looks at the promise of God. It's able to tell the devil as we had on Sunday, not so the devil. Are we together? Now, he says, when faith really takes hold, Nothing else stands. Hallelujah. Because why? With faith, you have already have it. You don't have the evidence, but you have it. You cannot convince somebody about it, but you have it. Because why? Faith goes into the future and pulls it down into the present tense. And you have it, but the people cannot see it. But later, the very same faith will make it to materialize in the physical realm. I'm simply saying, if you need healing, healing is there. If you need joy, joy is there. If you need rapture, rapture is there. Whatever you need is there, but it is in the spirit realm. You've got to have enough faith to enter the unseen realm and pull it into the visible world. Are we together? Brother Branham says in this message, the Lamb's Book of Life. He said, let me tell you, lift up your head, straighten up your chest, use faith. Faith is the boss. Hallelujah. What is the boss? When the boss comes, you know, you become jitter. You want to make sure that everything is right. Faith is the boss. There is no demon that can stand in the presence of faith. Hallelujah. When, 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 demons, when faith approaches, demons must scatter. When faith approaches, fear must scatter. When faith approaches, doubt must scatter. Are we together? Faith has hairs on its chest, brother. I mean, it's got big muscles. When it speaks, all the worries drop from one side to the other. The devil said, now you can't make it, you can't do this. Hallelujah. But faith rises up and says to the devil, shut up. I've got the flow. Because faith takes the initiative. Faith is not passive. It's not reactive. When you've got faith, you march forward. When you've got faith, you approach the situations. You don't, you, you don't become a victim of circumstances. 
Because why? Perfect faith masters all the circumstances. Are we together this evening? Amen. Now he says in this message, in the message, the queen of Sheba, he says, this, this brother was talking to brother Bram and says, the translator here was telling me today that about 40% of the Bible is visions. And he said, he made a beautiful illustration and said, pin your arm up and don't use it for a few months and find out what happens. It gets so weak, it can never be used. If you are, your hand, for some reason it gets tied up and you don't use it for several months, you don't do anything about it, it will be difficult to make use of that hand. But if you use your hand daily, it is, it is conditioned to handle whatever daily task that you put it in order to handle. Are we together? So your faith, if it lays dormant, it can never be exercised. It can never, it can never handle situations. That's why as a believer, and you must remember, that's why you can never have faith and always be in your comfort zone. Faith operates outside the realm of your comfort zone. Because faith does not deal with normality. Faith goes for things that you deem abnormal. Faith achieves the things that people, when you speak about, they say, no, you have lost your mind. I mean, when you look at Hebrews, it says, by faith, whoever it mentions there, they did something that was impossible. Abraham, in his old age, he waited for a son. Sarah, in her old age, received a son. Enoch, her bo- his body was translated. So you can go on and on and check the people that made it on that hall of fame and you'll realize that it's the people that applied to their faith. My question this evening is that if we were to pull your life and pull it into the Bible pages, how are we going to say about your life in relation to faith? Do you live by faith? That is the question that I'm asking this evening. Are we together? And I can tell you, and I think you have heard, they played a clip here for us on Sunday. Pentecostals, they come and read the spoken word and utilize the material that we have received. And with that material, they achieve more. Hallelujah. But us, we've got the same material, but we are not benefiting from the same material because why? We keep on fighting based on the same material. Are we together? But, but I think believers, especially message believers, can have access to every promise that God has made. If they can clear their mind, if they can fix their attitude, God will answer their prayers. You will be surprised. And a lot of times, South Africans, whenever they hear people speaking the way Brother Crosby spoke, they think, that goodness, are we, are we now in the prosperity gospel? You know that. The moment you speak about money, they say, I win the prosperity gospel. Let me tell and give you a background of how, where these people came from. Where they came from, the economy collapsed. Where they come from, they, don't, they did not know where their next meal would come from. Hallelujah. In order for them to eat breakfast the next day, they had to have faith. In order for them to have a car, they had to have faith. Are, are we together? So, because they have been exposed to that life, to them it has come to a point where it is normal for them to say, whatever I need materially, God must grant it. Whatever I need spiritually, God must grant it. But I've seen a lot of believers believing God for supernatural things, but failing to believe God for natural things. But but in this church, we want to turn that and say, God is interested in your well-being Physically, spiritually, and any other way. Are we together, brethren? And how, how, how will that happen? We've got to have a key that unlocks the economy of God. What is that key? The faith. And how do we unlock it? We've got to be conscious. We've got to be deliberate that, oh God, this is what I need in my life. I'm going after it. 
And the devil says, it cannot be done. You say, devil, I don't care, but I'm going after it. And when you have acquired it, you know what it does? It gives you more strength to believe for something greater. But if you don't start, you're not going to go anyway. Are we together? And maybe you may say, I always say, we don't preach prosperity gospel, but our gospel is very prosperous. Hallelujah. And and you you realize that we are getting into an hour, because the prophet spoke about it and said, when the squeeze comes, we've got to, the economy will be close to the bride. You've got to speak things into existence. Hallelujah. And And he says right there, you would need something and you would speak it. If you need rain, you will speak rain into existence. Hallelujah. Are those not things that are physical? And when they happen physically, it gives you enough faith to know that the same God that changes your natural environment can change your spiritual environment. Let me tell you something. You need more faith to believe that God can rapture your body than for God to provide you bread. And if you doubt that God can provide bread for you, what gives you the confidence that you will believe that you will rapture your body? And and the more you, 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 and I say, as believers, we must come to a spot where you look in your life. And as you look in your life, you say, faith did this. Faith did that. Faith, not an employer, not to the relatives, not to the parents, but faith. Are, are you with me this evening? Because when you begin to operate in that realm of faith, you become, you become miracle conscious. You know you live in the realm of possibilities that God, it can be done. Why? Because I've seen it, you have done something for me yesterday. And I wake up this morning with an attitude that it can still be done even today. Imagine when they're on their way to the promised land. If they needed water, it came from the rock. If they needed manna, it rained. Was that not a daily miracle? But yet, we know that they doubted God. But I think in in the end time, we've got to operate on those principles, brethren. Hallelujah. But for us to do that, there's got to be a paradigm shift. There's got to be the way you think and your attitudes towards the word has got to change. And when you go, don't get the results from the word of God. You must do an introspection. Where am I going wrong? Because God is not a liar. Whatever he spoke, it must materialize. And if it does not materialize, you know that yourself, you are not positionally placed. And you say, God, redirect me, reshape me again, oh God, so that I am in alignment with what you want to do. Are we together? He said, it was a beautiful illustration. Say, put you in your arm up and don't use it for a few months and find out what happens. It gets so weak, it can be used. That's what the church has done with all these things, with the gifts of God. You just pin them up, they are not usable. Stay with me here. We speak about great things in the message. We've got great for a lack of a better way, concepts. Third pool ministry, revelation of the seventh seal. We can go on and on. But my question is that, are we the beneficiaries of what we preach about? Or it just become a theory that we entertain on Sunday, but on Monday it's all forgotten. And if that is the case, I think it's about time that we don't just hear the word, We don't just speak the word, but the word must materialize. The word must produce results in our life. And if the word doesn't produce results, brethren, we've got to come to the altar and say, God, I want you, what I've seen you doing yesterday, I want you to do exactly the same thing in my life. If you bless somebody, oh God, bless me as well. If there is something that hinders you from blessing me, show me so that I can take it out so that you can bless me. But we have heard that for you, for God to bless you, there is a certain life that is expected. 
A holy life makes God to do things that you deem impossible in your life. Make your life to be attractive to God. Abraham made his life to be attractive to God until God came down and went to Abraham and personally gave a promise. According to the time of life I shall come. And Sarah thy wife shall have a son. It was God that made it. Why did he not go to Lot? Why did he go to Abraham? The life of Abraham made it attractive. And I'm saying in the end time, the bright life must be attractive till God takes a personal responsibility for our daily activities. I mean, we have seen with the life of the prophet where a baby was sleeping on the bed and as she was moving and she came on, on the edge and the, 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 angel, the Holy Spirit said to the prophet, rush to the bedroom, the baby is about to fall. Don't you want God to be interested in such finer details in your life? Where he can order your footsteps on daily basis. Where you can know that your life is godly oriented. And when a life is godly oriented, it's it's a paradoxical life. Paradoxes happen in such a life. Until people look at you and say, what manner of man or what manner of woman are you? Because we have tried that, it never worked. And I'm saying in the end time, we've got this economy. Not the South African economy. This heavenly economy. That Elijah could say it would never rain for three years. But there was a woman who was a widow in the midst of, of where everybody was lacking, a prophet came and visited her and said, your flower will never run out. Your oil will never run out. That is the kind of ministry that we have received in the end time. But for it to be effective, we've got to change our attitude. We've got to have a right mental attitude so that the results can be there. I don't want to speak about God of history. The God that opened the Red Sea cannot help me in 2016. Hallelujah. I need, I need the current God because the Bible says there is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm not interested in Bible history or it's good to, to tell me what he has done. But I want to know what he's doing in my time. Because if I only hear about what he did in Egypt and he doesn't do anything in my time, my faith becomes a museum. If I ask and say, what has he done for you? Oh, no, God is great. What did he do? Why do you say he's great? No, he opened the Red Sea. No. That was 4,000 years ago. What did he do for you now? Because faith is able to go into the future, is able to go in the past and pull that into the present tense. Is it working for you in 2016? And we've got to be honest, is the message working for you in 2016? Does it produce results in your life? And if it doesn't, there's something that you've got to revisit. Are you here, message believers? We, we cannot be caught up in message traditions coming Wednesday, Sunday, but no result. There's got to be result. This God is powerful. And you under the message of the hour know him better than any other person. And if you know him better than any other person, he must work for you. You can never know God under the anointing of the hour and still have fear. And I'm saying as believers, I'm inviting you, let us enter an era where we become fearless. And how do we become fearless? You need to shut down your senses and stop listening to what other people are saying and listen to what God is saying. You need to stop looking at yourself the way other people are looking at you and start looking at yourself in the manner that God sees you. And our limitation sometimes has has occurred because we have looked at ourselves within the confines of other people's opinions. But I say, there's only one opinion that matters tonight. It's the opinion of the Almighty God. What does He say about your life? 
We look at ourselves the way our friends look at us. We look at ourselves the way our families look at us. But when was the last time you took a look at the way God sees you? Until the prophet came in this generation and said, Do you know that your birth was more of a miracle than even the virgin birth? In the message, things that are to be, you find it there. He says your birth was more of a miracle than the virgin birth. So, you are coming here by its nature. It's a miracle. God had to preserve you generationally till you came in your time and you were manifested. You had to outrun your potential siblings in order for you to come here. And here you are. Then if your birth was more of a miracle, I want you to take it further. Then your life must become more of a miracle. And God wants to make your life more of a miracle. But we are afraid. There is fear that is crippling believers. They have been exposed to this and that and that and that until they are afraid even to testify about things that happened before they happened because they saw somebody that testified and was subjected to ridicule. Are we together? Until you are afraid to claim even before you possess. Until your faith becomes crippled and becomes dormant. And you just come on Wednesday, on Sunday, on Wednesday, on Sunday, but with no results. You hear great concepts coming from the pulpit, but when you come into your life, they're non-existent. Until such time, some of you, you look at unbelievers and say, it looks like they are prospering more than we are prospering. Who's got the real God between us and them? You know why? We have closed the channels, that supernatural channel. I was shocked. Even today, today if you can tell people that, brother, I was on a three-day fast. Are you a Pentecostal? Are you a Pentecostal? Yes. Did the prophet fast? He did. I can go around the room. When was the last time you fasted? People will have, and when, you know, fasting, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not encouraging tradition that we go on a wholesale fast here. It must be an individual affair. <laughs> but fasting, it makes your body to be subject. You bring your body under subjection. Brother Branham says, every time I needed something from the Lord, I went on a fast. He said, I was on a three-day fast. If you tell message believers that, because they like their nandos and their KFC and their rice and their salads, they say, no, 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 no. We are, we are under the revealed word of the hour. <laughs> Meanwhile, he knows that it will take the sacrifice. When you are disparate before God, you go to extra lengths to show God that I'm disparate, I need it, oh God. And when you are disparate, God will come down and answer your prayer. Some believers no longer pray anymore. They say, you speak the word and go forward. Goodness, try that the devil will smash you off the road. Prayer, a believer must always be prayer oriented. Yes, speak the word, march forward, but after you have prayed. Yes, message believers are no longer praying. I'm talking about what I know. Your Pentecostal friends, they spend days, 21 days fast, seven days fast, three days fast. We are praying all night. I'm not saying go and do that. But I'm simply saying if it produces results and your prophet did it, maybe you had much better begin to tap on that and say, if my prophet did it, I must do that as well. Hallelujah. 
But now it's competition of mysteries until we have become mysteries to ourselves. With no results. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. We speak about this great seven seal concept, but people are divorcing under those things. We speak about third pool ministry, our children are going back to the world. What is happening? Maybe we are not, we are, when you look at our prayer life, something is missing. Maybe we need to reconnect with God through prayer. It's not what you know. What you know, can it be applied? Can it produce results? Are we together? Amen. Brother Brenham says, that's what the church has done with these things, with the gifts of God. You just pin them up. They are not usable. Let them lo- the prophet said, let them lose. Exercise faith. Get some muscles in it. Let me tell you, faith has got hair on the chest. When faith speaks, everything else sits down. When it speaks, everything else shuts down. And my question this evening, what is it that you have that you want to do and that you think requires faith? And if there is nothing, then there is a problem because you have got nothing to apply your faith on. And if there is nothing, there could be that there is fear. And faith and fear can never coexist. They've got to let go of one and embrace another. And the weight is here to reconnect you back to what you are meant to be according to the promise. And some of us, we've acquired complexes along the journey because of things that have happened to us. But you can rise above your circumstance. You can rise above your doubts this evening. And your life can become a miracle. And you can have an applied faith. And after you have had an applied faith, you can have testimonies. There is nothing that irritates the devil like a testimony that is current. Because a testimony that is current shows that God is not dead, God is alive. Have you got a current testimony that can look at and say, that is what God has done for me? This God is interested. He wants to do things in our life, but we've got to have a realignment. And the first thing, we look at our prayer life. And another thing, fix our attitude. Don't live, don't subject your life to the opinions of the people. Live your life according to the word of God. And God will come and lead you. And you live a life that has got an applied faith. God bless you, Rachel. Just sing a worshiping song for us. Brother Dipaji will just come and wrap up in prayer for us. Brother La, just a sec. Brother Lasimo is on his way uh, to Zimbabwe taking the kids back home. He needs the traveling mercy. Let's remember them in prayer. You can come up with it, Sister Sharon.
Hallelujah. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, Mm. here we are, Lord. After Heavenly Father, we have asked you to be in our midst, Heavenly Father. Yes. We have seen you, Heavenly Father. This evening, Heavenly Father, talking to our lives, Heavenly Father, mm. you are just putting us back to the applied faith, Heavenly Father. Mm. That's what we need in this era, Heavenly Father. Yes. Heavenly Father, we need God that is nearer, God that is touchable, mm. God that we can feel, Heavenly Father, though God that we can hear, Heavenly Father. Mm. We don't want things of the past. We don't want yes. things that are coming, Heavenly Father. Mm. We want God now, Heavenly Father. Yes. That's why Elisha, Heavenly Father, after the departure of Elijah, mm. Heavenly Father, he did want that God of Elijah, yes. Heavenly Father. Therefore, Heavenly Father, in order for him to cross, he said, where is thy God of Elijah, Heavenly mm. Father? That was the moment that he needed God, Heavenly Father, desperately, Heavenly Father. Mm. Heavenly Father, we have heard, Heavenly Father, through the pastor, Heavenly Father. Mm. We must just be sincere, Heavenly Father. Yes. We must just ask you, Heavenly Father, let us not, Heavenly Father, think big of you, Heavenly Father. We must just approach you, simple, Heavenly Father, mm. with that uh, humility, Heavenly Father, with that faith in you, Heavenly Father. Mm. If there is no faith, nothing can please you, Heavenly Father. Mm. We are thankful for this word, Heavenly Father, this yes. evening, Heavenly Father. Indeed, we have used a man even tonight, Heavenly Father. May we go our way, Heavenly Father. Think about this thing, Heavenly Father. Apply them in our mind, Heavenly Father. Yes. Apply them in our soul, Heavenly Father, so that the material can just, Heavenly Father, happen, Heavenly Father. I pray, Heavenly Father, for each and every one, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, you know our heart's desire, Heavenly Father. Even if they are unspoken, Heavenly Father, you are the God you design, Heavenly Father, the hearts. Heavenly Father, let everyone, when he departs here, Heavenly Father, you can be the answer, Heavenly yes. Father. Heavenly Father, even our brother, Brother Lasimo, Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. he's taking the kids back home in Zimbabwe, Heavenly Father. We are praying, Heavenly Father, grant them, Heavenly Father, the traveling message let on the road, so Heavenly Father. Father. We know, Heavenly Father, we are living in this tough world, Heavenly Father, where demons are on the roads, Heavenly Father, where demons are at the cars, Heavenly Father. Mm. But we just say, Heavenly Father, be with them, Heavenly Father, until he comes back, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, bless each and everyone that is here, Heavenly Father. You know our needs, Heavenly Father. Even those that couldn't manage to come, Heavenly Father, may you break the chains of the devil, Heavenly Father. Let them also make it the next time when we come, Heavenly yes. Father. Let us, Heavenly Father, as we depart here, Heavenly Father, also bless us on the way home, Heavenly Father. Bless our families, bless our children, Heavenly Father. Bless our works, Heavenly Father, where we are working, Heavenly Father. May you continue to bless us, Heavenly Father. We are having our pastor here, Heavenly Father. May you continue also to bless him, Heavenly Father. May you give him strength, may you give him revelation, Heavenly Father, so that he can continue to lead this congregation, Heavenly Father. We are praying for this congregation, Heavenly Father, also to stand Heavenly Father, all these evil spirits, Heavenly Father. Mm. Heavenly Father, if we can just be united Heavenly Father, nothing can stand before us, Heavenly Father. We will call on your name, Heavenly Father, being humble. We'll know Heavenly Father, you will answer, Heavenly Father. You know our needs, Heavenly Father, in this church, Heavenly Father. I pray that, Heavenly Father, you will make way for them, Heavenly Father, as we commit everything to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless. Just give us a dismissal song till we meet on Sunday. May God richly bless you.